Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jaguar Report Podcast, number 43. Here we are with our quarterback rankings. You know, that the beauty of rankings, Gus, is that no matter what in sports, like a person with two followers can tweet like their 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL, and it can absolutely enrage the entire online fan base. So. Someone will get mad. Exactly. So, you know, in the time of the offseason, uh, minicamp, everything like that, it's the perfect time to unleash some takes. So, Gus, and the first of what's going to be many of our rankings to ensure that all takes, hot or not, are delivered. Why don't you walk us through what we're doing? All right, so we're wrong. Rank. <laughs> Get started. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're gonna be ronking these top ten quarterbacks, uh, but we're gonna be doing it not for the twenty twenty three season, but for the next three seasons, and not based on the teams that they're on, but based on if each quarterback was playing on an exactly average team. So if they're play caller and offensive line and pass blocking and pass catchers and run game and everything else is not a weakness or a positive, just good enough to get by, but nothing special. Um, so, yeah, top 10 quarterbacks. Hopefully this way will be maybe a little less accurate, but we'll get the takes flowing a little bit get better. And that's always most important. <laughs> takes don't need to be accurate. They Takes need to have bigger. You don't takes might need to write all these takes down. <laughs> now takes, you're need to have char- takes need to have character. I want, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> important. I want you to write. I want you to write the takes down. I don't want you to put them in a no Google I, document. Takes have to at least not be inaccurate because if like spewing takes just a spew takes like that. We're, that's not what we're trying. What we're trying to do here. This is no. Takes true. That's true. True. That that's never worked out for anybody in media. So 
do it. You want to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? We'll no, we're start. going worst to best. Okay, sure. Let's oh, do we're it. going worst. That, that's how, all, in my opinion, all rankings should go. If you give me number one, I don't care about the rest of your list. It's just because number one for this one, at least, is boring. So I don't know if we should get out of the no, way. No. How, no. how do you know it's boring? You don't You don't know my list. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know anything. <laughs> you were trying to tell me, too, but I said, no, don't. All right. Well, let's get to it. Number 10 on my list is Justin Fields. Ooh. Yeah, because basically I felt pretty strong about, like, my top seven or eight or nine guys. And then I thought I had room to squeeze in, like, one or two kind of young guys. That was part of the reason I wanted to do next three years, honestly, was just so we could talk about, like, young guys and not just Kirk Cousins and those jabronis. No olds. So, yeah, no olds. (laughs) I I feel like Justin Fields is, like, the closest to, like, being able to, like, really get it among, like, all the young guys. Like, I kind of wanted to play Anthony Richardson, but that would have been a little egregious. And then, like, Kyler Murray was up there for me, but he's small and going to miss at least half his (laughs) Et cetera, et cetera. He has a torn ACL, and you lead off with he's small. (laughs) Well, one could say the two are related. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, no, I I really want Justin Fields to be good. You know, I I was – I was all about Justin Fields as a prospect. You know, he had a cannon of an arm, still does, obviously, at Ohio State. Uh, he's really been unleashed as, like, a scrambler and a running option in the NFL, but I still want to see some production in the passing game outside of that little four-game, three-game streak they had at, at the end of the year. And I know that the weapons, you know, haven't been great, no matter what Bears Twitter tried to sell people on. Last year, that embarrassing display, and so I mean, we'll see moving forward. But I, I definitely want Fields to be good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you on the passing part, but I like I feel like he's the second best rushing quarterback besides Lamar Jackson. Like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, you could argue for. Daniel Jones, definitely the second Daniel Jones. I'm being serious. Why are you Why are you laughing? But not ahead of Josh Allen. Do you have Daniel Jones is a pretty good rusher? Okay, what do you mean? You think he's like in that those same guys' tier? I mean, like as a pure like runner, like among quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably like the only thing he really does well. But yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't say it like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like that. Talk Justin Fields, and you're blowing my brain up a little bit with this. No, I just, I, I, I just think it's, it's worth, you know, c- considering. I mean, D- Daniel Jones. I mean, I feel like last year, you know, I mean, what seven, seven hundred eight yards, seven rushing touchdowns. I mean, what, what did Allen do last year? Okay, he did better than that. <laughs> so, he's like Jones is definitely a good rusher, but like, yeah, I feel like he's like pretty good at like pulling zone reads like when this box is stacked against Saquon like he's not like a dynamic rusher like Fields or um Hurts are it appears Josh Allen isn't dynamic but he's a beast it appears Josh Allen has 38 rushing touchdowns to Daniel Jones is 12 so I will concede yeah Um, I will concede the point is that Justin Fields is very good at rushing like he's uh, the second most explosive rusher 
at as a quarterback in the league behind Lamar. And so I think that like in terms of like who I want leading like an average team, I'd rather have that just explosiveness to kind of jolt the offense. Um, plus like kind of the untapped potential that's in his arm rather than just like a pocket passer who I know can give me like solid production, but I don't know if they can give me something more than that. Like your Derek Carr's and your Kirk Cousins. Fair enough. And I, I'd, I'd agree there. I would take his upside over like, I don't know. It, it would be tough for me. Like in three years, who would I want to start in a game? Justin Fields, obviously over Kirk Cousins or Carr, but I don't know. It, it is hard for me, like, as much as I love Fields, to be convinced that you can put together a better passing game right now with him as compared to them. But you obviously, like you said, have to throw in the running. I got I got Kyler at number 10. I, I don't – I mean, he – okay, obviously injury issues, the ACL right now, but he has offered similar rushing value to some of those guys that you mentioned. Yeah. And has also already produced at a much higher level as a passer than Fields has. So yeah, he he's more of a two year guy than a three year guy. Well, no, he'll he'll play he'll play probably like half this season. What what? I was just gonna say if we're comparing stats, let me compare these heights. Well, compare the heights. Mm-hmm. All all I'm, that height all that height hasn't helped Justin Fields have a good passing season yet. And I love Justin Fields. Yeah, I but he's early, but. Like, I hate to, like, add to this because that's probably overblown, but, like, I'm just concerned with durability with Kyler's size. Not, like – because I agree with you in terms of, like, the talent. Like, he's easily a top-10 quarterback in terms of talent. And, like, if he was healthy – like, if he was – if he didn't tear his ACL last year, I'll probably have him ranked eighth or ninth. I mean, in terms of durability, though, are we are we advocating for Justin Fields to be used as like a battering ram? No, but like his OC has said he's like not going to do that as much last year. That was also partly like just him being run young and running a bunch of scrambles, which like I feel like Josh Allen did the same thing, and he's calmed down like a little bit. I'll give so, you that. Like, yeah, he probably <laughs> he does use or is used as a battering ram a little bit, and that'll probably like not go away. But I think it'll go away enough, I guess. Enough for at least for my argument. Okay. All right. So, number 10, you got Fields. I got Kyler. Yeah. I'll, I'll start off with number nine. I got – honestly? Honestly. I got Dak. I got Dak. He's only 29. He'll be 32 in three years. Dak will still be a good quarterback in three years. I, uh, I've got him higher. I think he's yeah, good. Yeah, okay. So, like, if that, I'm surprised, actually, that – like, I, I don't know. Like six to nine range seems fair for Dak, like a top ten but not a top five guy. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I like I won't fight you too much about like my ranking. Sure, but I didn't think you were gonna have Dak top ten. I feel oh, embarrassed no. now. I love Dak because like Dak is like pretty much like me in Madden, or or at least what I used to be in Madden when I was a kid. Like I was just like go to the line of scrimmage and change like pretty much every single route, every single play, so that like the what the receivers ran didn't even really look like the original play. It was just like atrocious and just that's right. And I feel like that's kind of like what Dak does. He just does like his best uh, Peyton Manning impression and like does a lot of the line of scrimmage and is a lot smarter than people could probably give him credit for. I feel like he's also like dealt with injuries the past couple years, so he could like just keep getting better. So I like that. 
I, I really feel like a lot of the interceptions last year weren't like if you watch back some of them, but they he had some of the most unlucky turnovers like possible. So I just like yeah. people are, next to sorry, people are freaking out about his interception rate, but like he had one of the lowest interception rates for like years before last season, and then last season he just got unlucky a few times and like like forced one or two, but even the ones that he forced were like more just like miscommunications that weren't even necessarily his fault. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I just, I think over the next three years, like his floor compared to some of the other guys, like I don't know. It's also I think indicative of the fact that the what 2021 class has produced maybe two good quarterbacks. The 2022 class has a chance to have, I mean, Pickett <laughs> and Ritter and Hal are going to start this year, but. I don't know. If one of the my, my guess is if any of them are good at all, it'll only be one of them. And Pickett is probably I don't know if he'll ever be good, but he can be like a, a Kirk. Yeah. He can guy. hang around the league for a decade. I mean, and then obviously the two thousand twenty quarterback class, I mean it just kind of shows you where young quarterbacks, you know, after kind of after that Burrow, Allen, Lamar boom. Other than Trevor, it's kind of settled down. There are a lot of questions. Yeah, we'll see what happens like next year with like the new crop and whatever. But all right, my number nine is Gino. I got Gino. Yeah, just because. Really, he's a might seem like a one-hit wonder, but I think like his performance is pretty legit. Like I feel like every single highlight I saw from him was just like a dime twenty yards downfield, and there was like five of them per week. Um, so like I, people like talk about how like Calvin Ridley is a football 26, even though he's actually 28, just cause he basically hasn't played for two years. So like if Gino is 32, he's like a football 27 or 26. Right. So I think he's like for th- the next three years, I think he can like have solid production. Yeah. Mm, he has thrown fewer than a thousand passes in the NFL. So, oh, he, he's a football 20, 28, 29. I'll give you that. Not okay. a football 26. Right? <laughs> he's not Benjamin Buttoning this thing. But I, I'm interested to see who you have higher. Like, Rodgers would probably be an obvious one. He, has, he was someone I left off my list just because I just like, I don't know. Maybe that's wrong, but I just wouldn't want to deal. Yeah. I, I'm excited for you to hear my number eight. I, I knew there wouldn't be much controversy with these couple, but I want you to go ahead and start with your number eight. Okay. My number eight is Jalen Hurts. Your number eight is Jalen Hurts. Interesting. Go ahead and sell me on why you hate Jalen Hurts in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I, like, if we're doing an average team, like, I think yeah. he definitely, like, boosts an average team and is, like, kind of in the crop of guys. It's definitely, like, a – elevates the offense he's not just a system quarterback or anything like that but with that said like from play calling to offensive line to um the weapons that he had to like even game script is like a huge part of his performance i think like he had to play with a lead for like a full hour of game time i felt like in the full season so i just feel like he had like an he's had a pretty awesome uh surrounding environment and so if he made it average instead then he'd be still easily a top 10 quarterback but closer to 10 than five, in my opinion. That, that's fair. And, and 
I now say after I express surprise at your ranking that that's not far off from where I have him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you have yeah. four or something? No, no, no. So that's that's understandable. I and I mean, I feel like his contract, like after Burrow and Allen and Trevor get paid, like his contract's going to look like a relative steal. So it, I do think with him, as opposed to some of the other quarterbacks, it does matter how much talent you know they keep around him. But I mean, for the foreseeable future, that talent's not going away. So, I, I, I mean, there's even the staunchest of like Hertz detractors. Like, there's just not much you can say after last year. You know, it's the perfect marriage of scheme, personnel, and quarterback. Yeah, like I think that was probably the best season he'll ever have. And like, that's not even the knock. It's just that it was an awesome season. It's hard to do that well. Like, I don't yeah. know, if Patrick Mahomes. I mean. He'll probably throw over 50 touchdowns again, but he might technically not have like as good of a season statistically as he did for his MVP season in like no. 2018. That's fair. All right. 2018? Was it that long ago? Maybe it was 2019. Hurts' his rookie season? No, Mahomes' is MVP season. Oh, Mahomes' is MVP season. <sighs> Time. Time. Time is a wonder. Yeah. All right. I want to give you three three guesses to my number eight, and if you get any of them right, I owe you a lunch after a training camp practice. Okay, I'm gonna get it off the dome. You ready? First one, I mean, Joe Burrow. Eh. Man, I'm close. You make me have to think. Justin Herbert. Eh. Mm. Brock Purdy. Eh. <laughs> That's so worth it for your reaction. That was worth it. Didn't like that. Didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. That's why I, you YouTube stream right there. Didn't like that. Well, I'll tell you who my number eight is right after Gus. We get back from our sponsors. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I guess. You ready? Wait on me. This is cheating, and I don't care. Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah. Once yeah. Get... Is that cheating? No, I like it. That's good. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> what made you slot him into, like, number eight as opposed to just, like, okay, Scott, <laughs> as opposed to just, like, putting him at the bottom of the list at 10? Uh, that Dak – Probably like his next three years won't be as good as like his best three years, obviously. And the fact that Dak is still going to require like a decent part of the salary cap. And yeah, true. I forgot we're doing salary. The rest- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like- ob- obviously the negatives of Kyler. So 
I'm looking at him as, you know, franchise type quarterback on the rookie deal. But there are seven other guys who I think have established themselves as franchise guys, etc. Not that Dak hasn't, but rookie deal versus Dak's contract. Yeah, that's fair. He's. I have no idea who he's going to play for. Thought not that he's old, but you have any like Drake May take? (laughs) Zero. I've just seen some people think he's might be as good. So yeah. I mean, from the UNC games, like I saw just in passing last year, like he's impressive. But I mean, Caleb Williams, like it, it, it is some bias for me because the games I catch on Saturdays, like since I'm, I'm coaching on Saturdays, I don't want to catch like the later games. So like I saw a lot of more USC compared to UNC. But no, I'm just gonna go with the consensus right now. Go with yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, just from like. uh Kind of like zoomed out perspective. Like I feel like Drake May looks like a first round pick, and yeah. looks like a first overall pick. Caleb Williams will be a Washington Commander, <laughs> not a Sam Howell believer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ball knower, Gus. Come on, <laughs> all right, come on. Hmm. All right, so <laughs> okay, your 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 ten through eight. Give us give us your ten through eight. I had Fields, which. I'll use the rookie contract to kind of boost that argument. There you go. Then Gino, and then Jalen Hurts. Okay. My 10 through 8, I had Kyler at 10, Dak at 9, and Caleb Williams at 8. This, these are different enough. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We Full disclosure, we didn't tell each other what our top 10s were at all. That was Gus Ward's idea. So that was, that was a good one, Gus. All right. <laughs> since I... Held you in suspense of my very anticlimactic reveal at number 18. Number seven is Hurts. I, I gave you crap for having the money. Yeah, you were genuinely shocked. Yeah, no, I, for, for, I mean, for all the reasons like we talked about, like he's obviously like I think his contract's going to look good. Uh, I think you can say he's one of like, I wouldn't put him in that first tier of quarterback like obviously with Mahomes or anything like that. And I'd even put him behind some of the other guys, but I mean, he's right there in that space, like between like elite and, you know, the grades, you know, so I, I and, you know, factor in again, his contract, uh, the scheme that he's in, the personnel he has around him. I don't envision much of a dip for him over, you know, the next three seasons. So I, I'm, you know, hurt. I and I I'm I'm surprised. I, I did not think Hurts was going to be a good NFL quarterback. So and he's grown a lot, you know. So all yeah. credit, all the credit to him. He he keeps getting like significantly better every single season. And like like we haven't really talked about like off field stuff with these quarterback rankings at all. But he's definitely like the hard worker and like the leader of the of the list. I feel like oh so, yeah. like I even though like I have him ranked eighth like. I might do the same list again and have him like three and I wouldn't be surprised like this time next year. So him and Dak are the only non first round quarterbacks I have. So that that makes sense. Like everybody, like I I think you have Gina who was a second round pick. Uh, I thought he was a first round pick. Was he second? Uh -uh. No, he didn't get drafted that whole first night. He came back the second day. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. So, number seven, who you got? Uh, I got Dak at seven. Dak at seven. Okay. Tell me why Dak over Hurts. 
I like I'm a I'm a big like field general kind of guy in terms of just like quarterbacks I like. Um so like I think Dak is like a perfect game manager kind of in that he doesn't have he has a good arm but not like a crazy arm that bounces off the screen like the way it does for some of like the elite guys in the league. Um and he's like a good scrambler and a good runner but like not like dynamic like I was saying earlier. So he's not a special athlete, but I think he is special mentally in terms of just knowing where to go with the ball and knowing when to go with the ball is like, doesn't like sound that special, but when you're able to do that consistently, like that's kind of the mark of a good quarterback is consistently like doing small stuff well. So I like, I just think like, I don't, I don't think he even like really belongs in like the kind of like next tier above him of like the top. Cause I think there's a true top six and then kind of a tier break. And then yeah. Jalen, in my opinion, but I think he's a hundred percent a great player. Yeah. No, I, I'm in, I feel like his game is going to age well, you know, like, like he's a, uh, he's not a quarterback whose game should decline much as he gets older. So I'm with, and I'll be honest. I, I thought he was already in his thirties. I didn't know he was 29. I, I thought he was going to be like 27 or something. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I thought. I thought he was going to be like 31. I don't know. No, nah, he hasn't been around that long. Like, what, since 2016? Yeah, it's not that bad. He was 24 entering as a rookie, which is an unrare for a mid-round quarterback. I feel like he's just like the only quarterback that's like that age. Because like you're either like a young superstar or you're like Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, or how many good quarterbacks were taken from 2013 to 2016 who aren't named Dak? There there are not many. No, that's the thing. It's it's kind of cool, though, because, like, I feel like it's just, like, kind of breaks up the generations of quarterbacks pretty well. Because, like, yeah. there was Brady, Rivers, Manning, Roethlisberger, other Manning, et cetera. And then now there's going to be Mahomes, Lawrence, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, Jackson, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So I, like, I like that there was like a little bit of break there and like elite quarterbacks getting drafted just to space up the eras. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Go ahead and hit me with number six. All right. I think this is probably the hottest take that I have on the list. I have Joe Burrow at six. Ooh, Joe Burrow at six. Spicy. Yeah. He. Hit me with a guess. Come on. Yeah. Let it go. Let it rip. Bring it home, John B. <laughs> so first of all, he just doesn't have the athleticism. Like I feel like his athleticism is almost similar to Dak, where he's like a good athlete, but not like a crazy athlete, not yeah. a special athlete. And so like that makes it harder for him to elevate just an average overall offense that's around him. Because I do feel like like part of my argument against him would be like the fact that he's got uh, Chase and Higgins on the outside for him, and yeah. and like. That plus, like, I think the fact that he's got, like, a great defensive coordinator, like, obviously it doesn't affect his stats at all, but it affects Cincinnati's winning. And, like, like the Bengals are just, like, a solid team. And so, like, obviously they made it to the Super Bowl two years ago. And so I think Burrow is, like, definitely, like, in the elite top six, I would say. Um, but just at the bottom of the list because he's, like, not a special athlete and is a little bit – Boosted by like special wideouts. Yeah. No, I, I mean, no, yeah. nothing you said is incorrect. Like, like 
not every quarterback on this list has Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you know, to, to really throw to. And, you know, you're right. He's not the same level of athlete. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a horrifically hot take. I think there are a lot of people, mainly Bengals fans who would freak out at the idea of people thinking Lamar Jackson is better than him or is a better investment over the next couple of years. But I personally, I like, I see Herbert pretty similarly to you where it like, it like sounds like we're knocking him, but we're still being like, no, he's still one of the best quarterbacks. In yeah. The NFL. yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't think that's a bad take. I don't think that's a bad take. My number six is basically the exact, opposite of him i i have herbert at six okay yeah, you know giant arm you know giant good god in the pocket he has the best like highlight throws of any quarterback not named mahomes like he makes the most insane throws of any other quarterback in the nfl i think and he does it consistently it's just i don't know what's I want to take team team success and like I I know you, like you said, put them on an average team. But I think it's worth saying that Herbert, for as well as he played, you know, it's worth asking why hasn't he found maybe the same success as some of the other quarterbacks who's been around, or the success that his talent says like 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 a team with him at the helm should have, but, you know, ultimately I think Herbert's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and anytime a team plays him, you know, they're, he's probably going to have a good game. I mean, I think he's like, has the worst surrounding environment of any of like the top six or eight quarterbacks on either of our lists. Just because like, sure. Like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are good and Austin Eckler, but like, they're all like, I don't know. Or Sean Slater, Corey Lindsley. Yeah, I mean they're good, but like I don't know. Joe the draft the first round guard from Boston College. I th- I think going from Joe Lombardi from Kellen Moore is going to be like massive, and then like I don't really have a take on Quentin Johnson. Honestly, their first round receiver, like <laughs> I think he'll be like a good pro, but like not an all pro, I guess. The. Justin Herbert apology tour continues in the summer of 2020. Uh, he he, <laughs> he has a coalition behind him to, mm-hmm. you know, J- Justin Herbert does no wrong. Now, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's like, I, I agree. Lombardi was probably extremely disappointing to his family's lineage and all that. Yeah, like he did nothing really special on offense, but I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like he's had a better situation than Lamar. Huh? Yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, like Lamar the past two years, probably, but like yeah. they have like have had uninspiring coordinators, is like what I would say. Fair enough, fair like, enough. I, I do have Herbert at uh, like five, so not far off from you. The, I would say, like, the reason I have Herbert over Burrow is that, like, I mean, it's I just think like Herbert's probably the most underrated player on the list. And Burrow's the most overrated player in terms of just like general public and consensus, like lining up to how good they actually are. And like, like Herbert, I feel like I'll be more confident in his ability to like quote unquote get me a bucket when I need one with an fair. average team around him. That's fair. Burrow definitely can do it. And again, it's just like a one space difference between the two. It's just for the next three years, I'd, I'd rather have Herbert. I, I I have the same exact like like I'm. 
one space. Like, you know, you have Burrow than Herbert. I have Herbert than Burrow. And I'm, I'm shocked to say that because it's, <laughs> I've never been like the biggest, like, Joe Burrow, you know, guy. It's just, I don't know. I think there's something to the fact that other than, you know, last year's AFC championship, and I understand he's still into two gargantuan receivers, but I, I, I know it's very cliche and you can't actually quantify it, but Burrow just to me has made more significant plays that go toward winning. If that makes sense. Like he, he's, I don't want to say clutch plays because that's dumb, but that's more or less what I'm arguing is that he, he's been better in bigger, big moments than Herbert has. Yeah. I feel like he didn't really do much in the postseason run, though. Like in like some regular regular season moments, sure. But like also, like even if he has more than Herbert, Herbert like still has, I'm pretty sure, a decent amount of game winning drives on his resume. Let me, let me do something. Don't, don't come at me with data. I'm coming at you with numbers. Don't come at me with numbers. I'm going to make up an over expected stat. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, to, think, to think I knew you once. <laughs> oh, I haven't changed. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's... All right. So Justin Herbert has 13 game-winning drives in his three-year career. And I think that's all in the regular season. Well, I know it's all in the regular season because he's only played in, like, one playoff game. Yeah. Um, And Joe Burrow has seven through three years. So obviously, like, game-winning drives isn't like the end-all stat for how clutch player is, but like I'm saying, like Joe or I'm saying Justin Herbert's like underrated. Like fair enough, fair uh, enough. Like I, I think like he's still going to be able to like keep ascending into like a better and better player, and like Burrow is like where like where does he even have to go from here? Like yeah. I don't. I genuinely don't know how he could like improve or get better. My counter argument to game-winning drives is that Case Keenum and Lamar Jackson have the same amount. They have seven. They each have ten. In their careers. Okay, but they have been playing a lot longer than three years. 13. No, I'm saying if if a guy like Case Keenum can get a game-winning drive, is it that like? Is Case Keenum as clutch as Lamar That's Jackson? Weird, yeah. <laughs> Gabby, come on. You you get what I'm putting down. You all get right. what I'm putting down. All right, all right, all right. Number four, number four. Give me your okay. give me your number four. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence at number four. All right. Tell me why you think Trevor Lawrence is the worst quarterback in AFC South and deserves to be. I'm just kidding. Tell, tell, tell me why you got him at four, because I, I got him a little bit higher. Um, I like the first three guys. I just kind of feel like are like game breaking tier, and yeah. then I think Lawrence and Herbert and Burrow are all like they're able to put the team on their back, but they're like not quite at like superhero like almost every game stage. But to me, like the reason that like Lawrence is above Herbert and Burrow. Is because I think he's like in the next season with uh, Ridley in tow. Like I think he's going to be the best at balancing, um, like consistency with explosiveness. Is like kind of I feel like like two like binary things you can use to judge like quarterback play is like because the honestly the hardest thing is being consistent and like never messing up. But 
like you also have to have like some sort of like explosive ability. So like, and I think like a recent trend in the NFL is like quarterbacks trying to like figure out the best balance between those two things and like figuring out when to play it safe and when to try to like make the play. Like we've seen like uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen specifically, like and Joe Burrow even like kind of like have to like reel in their big plays a little bit and try to like dial it back because like offenses are playing so much too high now and like or defenses are playing so much too high and trying to give like these awesome quarterbacks underneath stuff and trying to make them more patient. And so I think last year for Trevor was like a huge growth year for like him just like growing into a more patient player. And so like now I think he's like kind of got the patience down and kind of got like the like like the quick stuff down. And now with Calvin Ridley, like the explosiveness like side of it of the scale is gonna like tip even more. Um, and so like that's gonna like make him a bona fide top five player or top five quarterback. My my personal take on Lawrence entering this year is I think by the end of the season, like when people talk about the best quarterbacks in the league right now, everybody says Mahomes is number one, and then they talk about they debate Allen and Burrow. I think Lawrence enters that Allen Burrow conversation in the general public by the by the end of the year. My my number four was and he'd be higher on this list if we were going just based on who's the best entering 2023. My number four is Miss Lamar Jackson. I, I, yeah, I love Lamar, but I, I'll, I'll explain my reasoning and, you know, one of my other spots, you know, why some guys are maybe slip down a, a spot or two, probably more than they deserve to be. But I mean, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Lamar Jackson. You know, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's, up there with Mahomes as the most difficult player in the NFL to defend. And I really feel like, like both with him and Mahomes, if you watch them in person, you get such a greater appreciation for the type of players that they are and just how difficult they are to defend. Like, I, I don't know what you can, what you game plan for them. I, I really don't. And it's impossible. It's like one of those things where you have to like, you have to like kind of make yourself understand that you're not going to get a hundred percent on the test, you're not going to get an A plus. So you just like have to do like the best that you can <laughs> and like, just know you're going to mess up. And it's just like, how those mess mess ups be like, come as little as possible and try to make them mess up as often as possible. I, I'd, I'd agree with you though. I think he's behind only Mahomes in terms of like most difficult to game plan. And like, I also think he's like up there with Herbert in terms of most under A players on the list, just because like everyone knows how awesome of a uh, running back he is, but like, I don't think everyone appreciates how good of a passer yeah. he is. And he's legit, like, maybe not a top five passer specifically, but definitely top 10 and, like, has some, like, like just great skill. Like, um, in terms of, like, sidearm and, like, being able to, like, get the ball to receivers in different ways, he's super talented as a passer. And so I'm hoping he's able to, like, show that off a little bit more this season with a new coordinator and some new receivers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I challenge – anybody to you know go back and watch Lamar Jackson's performance against the Jaguars last year the numbers don't look great 16 of 32 254 yards a touchdown you know 7.9 yards per pass 87.2 rating 64.9 QBR but if you actually watch it he makes so many good plays that game yeah that they just let him down on and like his supporting cast has not really helped him much at any point in his career other than some running backs here and there. And Mark Andrews is a phenomenal tight end, but he like 
he's like the worst great player like at the tight end position. <laughs> so many yeah, bowheaded bottom players. first year. That's fair. Like, like he just has so many like bad drops or dumb mistakes or stuff like that. But he's still like obviously like one of the elite tight ends. So that's where I stand on that. And you know we we have a uh, top three, and we will be giving you that top three right after this final ad break. All right, guys, I gave you my number four. I'll go ahead and start number three. I got. The Buffalo Soldier himself, Josh Allen, at number three, and I, 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 I know it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain why. Okay, I already, God, I see that look on your face, and I, I can hear it, Gus. I can hear, I can hear the tongue lashing that you want to unleash. So, I'll, I, I'll explain in due time. This is long term booking. You know, this is storytelling. This is character development. This isn't the instant gratification of your generation. <laughs> So you're going to explain? <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> uh, that's that's my explanation. I'm taking I'm taking a stand against your I need a now attitude. No, I I'll explain when we get to number two. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I'll, I'll do number three because this is good because I have Lamar at number three. Okay. Just to wrap up the Lamar talk, like the reason that I had him over Trevor is like I've seen it from him before and like he's got more experience and he's been doing his thing for a few years. He had a I think the only NFL's the NFL's only unanimous MVP campaign. So like with him and like the three guys that I ranked or with the three guys including him that I ranked above Trevor, like I've just seen it from them more. And that's the reason that like I don't have Trevor in my top three right now is that like yeah. The second half of last season was awesome, and I think he's going to be, like, maybe significantly better than that even. But it just, like, hasn't happened yet. So, I like, maybe it's just, like, me, like, not wanting to be too biased and trying to be objective. But, like, for now, he's in my top five but not top three. Full steam ahead on the bias train. I am am shoveling the ground. I (laughs) I have a legitimate non-biased reason. For Trevor at number two, ahead of Josh Allen at number three, and Lamar at number four. If we were ranking the quarterbacks entering 2023, like one of our hosts originally thought, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> it, it, Allen would be my number two, and Lamar would be my number three. But we're doing for the next three years, and yeah, you know, the fine print of this you know stipulation is contracts matter. You get Trevor Lawrence on potentially two more years of a rookie contract like is that not enticing actually yeah no it's yeah like it's a check case he's one of the most valuable players in the nfl right now in my opinion because he's a definite top six quarterback and like burrow and herbert are gonna be signed before he is so he he you're gonna get the most bang for your buck over the next couple years out of him just from a you know the cost efficiency standpoint i hate that i just said that in a football discussion but no, you're not wrong. I mean, like, well, we said before this that, like, contracts were a part of it. Or at least we said it to each other. I don't know if I specified on there or not. But No, nah, no, nah, I'm laying the law down. So, yeah, like, I think that's a pretty valid argument for two. Because, honestly, like, I was thinking about, like, bumping Josh Allen down the rankings. Because I feel like right now he's a consensus, like, second-best quarterback in the league. But, like, 
I don't know. I'm while I'm fully expecting him to like bounce back and be way more similar to the player he was in the first half of last season before he had like the UCL sprain or whatever it was. Like I think there's like a chance it could like start like a little string of injuries and like he's just like overused and like you might not be able to like depend on him fully for the next three years. Like as young as he is, like yeah, I don't know. I think there like people should maybe have like just slightly more doubt around him than maybe that everyone just like assumes he's the Cam Newton of his generation. But Cam yeah. Newton also had to retire early because of injuries. So I mean, I mean with, vision with like not having Josh Allen up there, and he, he, having Trevor up there too. He's definitely one of the more physical quarterbacks too. Like not not to call him reckless or anything, but he's definitely like willing to put his body out there more so than maybe some other quarterbacks. Yeah, and it's honestly admirable because like the reason he does it is because he's trying to win, and wants to score and get first downs and yeah, do it for his teammates and all that. So like it's great. It's just that like you're awesome to watch. So hopefully we're going to watch you for a really long time. Yeah. So so what you're saying is I sold you on. I'm not right. Yeah, so the like again, hating that like the contract is like such a big, <laughs> such a big thing in like this ranking debate sports. That's thing. right. But like that's a good point. Like if if we were doing like a consensus rankings, like I would, I would give it to you. That, uh, I guess that's my hot take. The, the write it down, guess. Yeah. Okay. Right. The Jaguars have the second most valuable asset in the NFL. Oh, and Mahomes is one. Ooh, I'm just trying to think of like who else could have like be a better contract value. Like maybe Micah Parsons, Chase, Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. Sertan. I mean, it, it was a great class, but no, nah, I think Parsons is the only one that has like, like I think Parsons Lawrence. And Mahomes are definitely the top three. Yeah. Let me let me write down. My, my Jags have the second most valuable contract. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then obviously number one for next three years, Patty Mahomes. I mean, it, there's obviously not any real debate here, but I I'm comfortable saying he's the best quarterback talent I've ever seen so far. He he hasn't had the best career yet because he's not nearly 50 like Tom Brady yet, but I mean, he's on a pretty dang good pace to like, like just in terms of pace, he's set to match or exceed what Brady did in the NFL. And he's a lot more entertaining doing it. So, you know, team, yeah. team Mahomes, he, he's my favorite quarterback, uh, you know, that I've seen in my lifetime. And I'm not afraid to call him the goat and upset 50 year olds everywhere. <laughs> there you go. I, yeah, before he was drafted, I would say Brady was the greatest quarterback ever, and Rodgers was the most talented or like most fun to watch or like best pure thrower or like whatever like that kind of athlete yeah. give him. Like he filled in like that role for me, and like now Patrick Mahomes is both. Like he's both the most fun player and most exciting to watch and just the greatest. And like having like the both like the competitiveness and the swagger to like pull both of those off. Yeah, he's just the best. Does Rogers' diminished status have anything to do with him discovering 4chan? <laughs> what? What kind of personality he's had the last few years? Oh my gosh. 
he's that buddy of yours who's been spouting nonsense for a couple of years now, and you kind of avoided him, and then he sends you a link and says, "Hey, there's this cool site I found called Fortune." You know? Uh, that's, that's a weird character arc, dude. I don't know what the NFL writers were thinking with Rodgers. I, I don't no, get no. this. Yeah, no, not not a fan. But all right, well, real quick, Gus, go ahead, give me your ten through one, just for the crowd, keeping pace at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm no, I'm gonna go one to ten this time, just because I feel like that'd be easier. <laughs> well, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Two, Josh Allen. Three, Lamar Jackson. Four, Trevor Lawrence. Five, Justin Herbert. Six, Joe Burrow. Seven, Dak Prescott. Eight, Jalen Hurts. Nine, Geno Smith. Ten, Justin Fields on a rookie contract. I think number one's the only one we had the same. Yeah, we had five and six flip-flops with Herbert and Burrow. Yeah. And then did you have Hurts seven and Prescott eight? No, I had Mahomes one. Okay. Lawrence two. Yeah. Allen three. Yeah. Jackson four, Burrow five, Herbert six, Hurt seven, Caleb Williams eight, Dak Prescott nine, and Kyler ten. So we had Allen, Jackson, Herbert, and Burrow all just like one off. And Hurts, right? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> My brain hurts from just like looking at the same name. Well, let, let, let me ask you this, and I'll make sure I throw out a poll, put the fans aside who has their favorite top 10. I'm sure Jaguars fans won't be biased toward the one that has Lawrence ranked higher. And I'm sure that wasn't my intent at all. No. Do <laughs> you have any idea what our next ranking will be of? Uh, I don't know. I kind of thought. It could either like be based on like something that's happening in the news, like if some like people are talking about like slot receivers or something, then we can just like throw in our like opinion about it and like rank top ten re- slot receivers and do something like more of a specific category than just position. Or like since like there's not going to be really any NFL, NFL news going on, or at least Jag news, like we could do like top ten like Jacksonville restaurants or something like that too. Top ten Jackson Deville moments. <laughs> I can think of like. Two. <laughs> well, get the study in. All right, we'll do. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll be back with more rankings soon. Right, well, until then, John Shipley, Gus Lug. This was the Jaguar Report podcast. Thanks for joining us.